So you light bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames The Godfather's one and two But not so fast, we got a podcast We like that too we like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. Hey, Bon Vivants, welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast, coming to you semi live from the Bon Vivant <laughs> International Media Center, Brad's basement. That's Joining right. me, of course, is the head Bon Vivant himself. Mr. Keith Inlow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. What's up, buddy? Just hanging, hanging out there. That's all right. Hanging, hanging down here. Yeah. Always glad to be back in the studio. It always is good to be at your home base. You know, it's isn't it a weird thing. It's kind of like some of the musicians that we've talked to. You know, they love coming home and getting yep. some time off. Yep. Right up to the point where they're ready to go out yep. and do something again. You know, yeah. we've been to Nashville. We've been down to Key West. Yeah. The road is fun. And there's more road stories to come. But, we got uh, some road stories for 2023. There's always we're, a comfort we're level. We're ready to go. Yeah, we're ready to go. a comfort level being here in your home base. So. That's right. we got a great show today. we got a – you know, excited. this is going to be the healthiest show we've ever done. Not only when that – <laughs> I, you know, I got to admit, I'm not really sure what to expect today, but I'm anxious to hear about it. I have a feeling tomorrow you and I are going to be sore just from talking about this. Well, when, uh, when this, this yeah. when, when these guests were proposed to us, I immediately said, Oh, yeah, I want to hear this story. Yeah. I want to hear about this. So, so this is exciting. Well, do you want to introduce them? And we've Enough done, teasing. And, we've, and we've done a little, uh, research. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yes, it's David and Pam Dykstra. Right. And they are hikers, and they have hiked parts, if not all, of the Appalachian Trail. Okay, yeah. 2,200 miles. Starts in Georgia. Goes all the way up to Maine. Oh, wait a minute. I thought no. it started in Maine and went all the way to Georgia. <laughs> Depends yes. on who you ask. Well, you know, that's it's funny you should say that. Some of the stuff I was reading, they said – you know, when we started this, we kind of thought that everybody would go from north to south, and that evidently is not the case. Everybody well, goes I from, think that's the nice from thing south to north. The nice thing about a trail, you can go either direction you want to, right? So, David and Pam, welcome Amen. to the We Like That Too podcast. Welcome. Yeah, thank, thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Yeah. We're anxious. And we, you know, we've worked on this a couple of times. This is uh, you with know, illness and, every, and travel. This has fallen through a couple of times, so we're glad to finally get in is. the same room. Yeah. For those of you out there that do podcasts, and we've got friends that do podcasts, you know, scheduling can be one of the most interesting parts of the most fun part is when you sit down and you do the show. Yeah, that is that is our best part. The not so best part is trying to get things arranged and, you yeah. know, all that kind of yeah. stuff is can get frustrating. But well, I'm glad it finally welcome, worked Welcome, David, out. Yeah. Pam. We're glad Thank to have you down in the Bon Vivant International Media Center. So. <laughs> is this your first podcast? It is. Yeah. It's the first one being online on there in any way. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right. Well, cool. Good. We're glad to have you. We're glad to have you. How did you two meet? You know, we like those kind of stories. Uh, Match.com. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, he's the best thing I've uh, bought off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, there may that's be the, be a good, that uh, may be the line of the show. No, right that's there. on my resume. Now. No kidding. 
Well, yeah. that's good. You know, I, yeah. I have several friends who have met online like that. That's a, that's yep. a happening thing nowadays. So, yeah, I think yeah. all my family has met that way. Yeah. yeah. You know, at one time it kind of had a kind of a shady uh, yeah. reputation, but yeah, I think it it's become a current operating procedure in today's <laughs> world. So, well, Yeah. My mom met her first, uh, her second husband on the original OG kind of online dating. Yeah. She met him on an ad <laughs> before there was internet. She met him on an ad and they met that way. Okay. But uh, yeah, everybody, my my brothers met his wives, and <laughs> I think I, I'm, I'm the most successful one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, yeah, I've got my. We're three. We've been married for three years. So we're, all right. We're yeah. Oh, very sort of. good. Yeah. All right. So Pam, yeah. you're from. You said Saint, Saint, Saint Louis. You're from Saint Louis, yeah. and you're from Columbia. Yes. So. You know, not too far away. That's not too far. I've been in St. Uh, um, Jeff City for some time. So. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been a while since I've lived in St. Louis. Okay, oh, I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. it. So when you I, knew I each other, it. it was just a little 40-minute hop back yeah. and forth. Yeah. So well, anyway, how long have you been in Jeff City then? Oh, gosh. Um, 15 years. But full disclosure, you work for Missouri Hospital Association with my wife, Brenda. I do. So how about that? Brenda was our connection. That's right. That's right. It's good to have a Brenda connection. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and David, tell us about your, your career. What do you do then? Uh, I am an accountant for the VA hospital. Right. I've been there for uh, 19 years, almost 20. Very good. Very good. Cool. And I never expected to be this way in my, in my career when I was graduating high school, but here I am. All my nerd folks out there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Being an accountant is the one thing that, you know, if you say what you do, nobody asks any questions. Yeah. That's almost <laughs> oh, kind of become okay. like a well, – it's, it's, it's become <laughs> sort of self-explanatory. It, you, it, know? Yeah. you don't have to explain a lot. Like, it's become like one of those um, – it's taboo. Like they, you don't want to say what your real job is, and so you say you're an accountant. So you might be a stripper. Um. So you, you say you're an accountant. So some people are like you're an accountant. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. What do you yeah, really do? Yeah. Uh, really nobody's really gonna accuse me for doing it's anything else job, except for an accountant. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, uh, David and Pam. It's my job to keep things on track on the program. We're going to do something different with our beverage today. We are. This is really outside the norm, but I am excited about it. Instead of one bottle, because this show is being produced in the middle of winter, we thought it would be fun to do a non-alcoholic beverage. We're going to do hot chocolate, well, hot cocoa. Now, I went online and I researched a bunch of hot cocoa recipes, and there are some great ones out there. There are multiple ingredient recipes that would take you a long time to compile and make your own mix. I went the easy route, and I went and discovered a gourmet hot cocoa mix. And this is called Silly Cow. It's from <laughs> Silly Cow Farms in Vermont. Uh, in Vermont. It's Wells River, Vermont. So the Silly Cow Farms family is really an interesting story. started in 2008 and in 2013 developed their line to be gluten-free and non-GMO. And they have a reputation now of being all-natural. And that's one of the things I really liked about this. So if you look at the labels of regular hot cocoa mixes, you'll see a lot of artificial ingredients, stuff that isn't necessarily good for you, chemicals, preservatives. Silly Cow is all natural. It's pure cane sugar, what they call dutched cocoa. And I didn't recognize that term, but what that does is it takes the cocoa nibs and it processes them, removing some of the alkaline to make them less acidic. Mm. So it has a, a smoother flavor. And 
that's what's in it, basically. So it's very natural and really good. We uh, this we is, pre-sampled some of this. I got, yeah, we we've kind of been and we have in, a, into it. They have multiple really, flavors. We are drinking today a truffle uh, flavor and a chocolate mousse. They call it mousse, and they do a dark chocolate. So, uh, what do you guys think? I think it's absolutely delicious. I, I never heard to drink mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, David's gone. We have this is done, was delicious. So we might have to go get the pot for him, and, and there's a little more in there. So we have topped ours with a little whipped cream and uh, some. Cocoa, ground cocoa nibs, and so we're going to be wearing whipped cream mustaches throughout <laughs> the program. I mean, really, let, let's talk about it in depth. What do you? Yes, it's good, but why is it good? You know, we always talk about wine terms, right? Silky is, it is? is mm, silky yeah. is the word I would use. It's yeah. just so smooth and so creamy. It's I was going to really say really exactly creamy. When you talk about other hot cocoa mixes, a lot of times they have that watery flavor. There's not a lot of depth to it. Yeah. This is the real stuff. Yeah. If yeah. you were if you were talking about this in in wine terms, you would say this is it's sort of uh, I don't know full bodied, full bodied, yeah. and Great it's com- complex. No, <laughs> complex is the finish. word I was yeah. going to say. But a lot of depth. Pairs well with cookies. Pairs yes. well with cookies. <laughs> it would pair well with cookies. It coats your tongue though too. You know, you can tell it's not watery. We but did it, mix it with milk, to but be honest. Does, so. But as Keith Inlow would say, it has a great nose. Oh, <laughs> and it does. It I really like does. I quit saying that if I say that too there, much. There's real chocolate in this. Well, you, you do taste with your nose. So, you do. You know, it's, and it's you're, you taste with your nose and you taste with your eyes. And it's beautiful. All right. I will be um, enjoying some more of that before <sighs> we're done. I like that it's dutched. Chocolate. I agree. I thought that was an it was a that was news to me. I didn't know anything about that, but I thought makes sense because chocolate, especially high cocoa concentration, can be bitter, can be acidic. When Brenda and I were in Boston, we went to a a chocolate place and they showed you how they make the chocolate two hundred years ago, and they were dressed and it was fascinating yeah, to yeah. me. It was really amazing, and the taste of pure cocoa that has been completely hand processed like that is kind of a whole different deal because it there's no sugar added to it there's no sugar to it yeah. and actually honestly it's it's bitter, it's bitter. as hell it can be bitter, it, yeah. it just kind of mm-hmm. like and then they do stuff to it you know and they they little add a little something to it but it, it gets really beautifully mixed in with you know whatever they they blend it with cream or whatever and it's just well, you know oh. if you ever bake and get those um Bars of like uh, Giardilli or an, and it's bittersweet or unsweetened chocolate, depending on your recipe. Some of those chocolates are very bitter. They are not sweet. It's the sugar that you have to add into the recipe that gets it that sweet flavor. So, yeah, chocolate by itself is not what most people think it is. Yeah, it's my yeah. truffles. And, and when, I, when I make those, I use, you know, use cream yeah. to, to make my truffles. And that, then the magic happens. That's right. Know, it's in, in my hands. All right, so, so uh, four thumbs up for the uh, Silly Cow good. Hot Cocoa Mix. Yay, Silly Cow, silly and, cow. and the folks of Vermont. Yep. Thank you very, very much. Right. Thank you very much. Good job. Yeah. A plus. The Appalachian Trail. Why, first of all, that, I think that's the ultimate question. How much of it have you guys taken on? Because there's there's different ways, right? Right, to to right. attack the trail, mm-hmm. and there are hmm. I I learned that there are twenty two thousand people that have actually done it as a through hike. Mm-hmm. 
let's talk about it. How all long? Together? All together. 22,000 is what they came up with. That You mean actually, all like all in one stretch? They did the whole deal, yeah, which takes wow. – There's a register. There's yeah. a, they keep yeah. track. Yeah, and there's, I don't know, a million or so that are on the trail every year. Wow. Um, may not be all through hikers, obviously, but the vast majority go north uh, from Springer Mountain to Katahdin and Maine. And Springer Mountain, Von Vivance is in Georgia. Yes, and it's on the northern so edge. It's about an hour north of this Atlanta. This thing cuts through 14 states. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing to me. And it splits, Man. Virginia. Doesn't it? Yeah. Then it is, isn't, aren't there two routes that you can take when you get up around what? There is like a, a modification to the, to the AT. The way that it was originally designed was um, like there's a little bit of a detour. Like there's a, there's a truest direction that you can take the AT and then there's just the regular white blazes. Um, I can't remember what parts of it uh might change but i know that when i was going through uh, the tennessee area when what you were talking about where the smokies is pretty much the dominant part of tennessee and the north carolina area there is a lot of trails that we'll see that this is part of the originators original design is going this direction okay but the at white blazes that we follow you know they'll go on top of you know this direction or that direction and we'll skip the bypasses and we call those kind of blue base blue blazes right now i kind of tease pam that sometimes when she likes to take her little blue blazes she'll she'll see any little rock or something like that and i'm like hey stop blue blazing we're trying (laughs) trying to get to katahdin right now well (laughs) i can imagine like a lot of nature trails they have spurs and yes and and loops and things like that that you can take little side roads and, and yeah. that kind of thing there's so, vistas be- yeah. but yeah. Pam when he says when he says blazes the the trail is marked mm-hmm. correct yes and white blazes they're they're marked at probably regular intervals sometimes <laughs> well you you <laughs> yeah. think I'm going pretty much the right way but they yeah. they are marked yes so you're not going to be wandering off hopefully I mean it's it's the longest marked trail in the world according to the oh. I the, didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It no, is I mean, it's, it's definitely the oldest in America. I mean, I think ocean. it was like nineteen twenties or something like that when it first when it was official. And it's hard to get that kind of land, but the PCT and the C D T are longer. But the AT is more, you know, elevation changes and I think that yeah. and the PCT and the C D T are they're much more designed for uh, large amounts of you know, maybe even cattle. You're you're at a high elevation, but you're going to maintain that high elevation for the majority of the trip. Okay. Do you have but, pack animals on those trails? You can. So the PCT is Pacific Coast. Yeah, Pacific and Crest, Pacific Crest Pacific Trail. Crest. And what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, the Continental Divide Trail. Continental the Divide. Okay. Uh, they, okay. They both start in Mexico or Canada, and they go to the opposite direction. Okay. All the way north and south. Okay. Uh, the PCT is pretty. It's it's pretty hard. Uh, the CDT is not very well defined. You're, if you're within, you know, maybe a uh, hundred yards of the trail, you know, you'll be on the official trail. There is not a lot of markings for it. You're pretty much dis- uh, glued to your electronic device or if you've got a really good map. Yeah. I'm not that yeah. talented with a map, but yeah, yeah. And, and the AT is, 
is uh, popular enough and it's got a lot of white blazes. It's very well maintained. Can't uh, say enough for the people that um, they have adopted uh, certain sections yeah. like, you know, you've got the Springer Mountain, the Georgia Appalachian Club. They've taken off a section of it and they make sure that there's no trees that are blocking the way or any kind of landslides or anything like that that's blocking it up. There, and that's why you also get a change in the the distance of the AT a lot. Um, every year it kind of gets a little bit longer because they don't want people taking the same route. Okay. If the, one part of the trails become a little bit too hard uh, because uh, – or the the land is – becoming too worn out, they'll reroute sure. the trail around sure. it. So when I first started in 2018, the trail was 2189. So now it's over 22, I think. No, they, so. they, yeah. they gave us 20. Yeah, they gave me uh, 22 is what we looked up. But yeah. how much of it did you do the first time when you went down on the trail? Well, so I started. Yeah. Pam started long before I did. Actually. Oh, you did, Pam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so my daughter's with us. Today, she's 11, but when she was a little bitty old thing, I carried her around in a baby backpack. And so she was my first hiking partner, although she didn't really do much. (laughs) She didn't help much? No. She didn't carry any kind of weight. No. Uh. no. Um, But anyway, the uh, baby backpack was good until she was 40 pounds and she barely fit. I mean, I had to squeeze her shoulders, you know, into the thing. And I really wanted to experience the Appalachian Trail and I took her with me and it, she was at the 40 pound mark. I mean, she looked, I look back at pictures now and it looks just so ridiculous because she was so big. Um, <laughs> but I saw the through hikers, you know, a few of them while I was doing, you know, just a day hike um, in the Smokies. And I thought, my God, my pack's more than theirs. I can do this. Yeah. I could do, I could totally do this. Yeah. Um, so it was always sort of in my mind, you know, to continue that. So you guys have hiked the whole thing mm, at no. different times or, or no? Not the total, not the whole not thing. Not the total thing. Yeah. All right. So how many trips and how much of it have you done? I started in 2018 and I've done bits and pieces about, uh, usually a couple of weeks every year. Um, I'm on mile marker 700. So every year that I I go, when I come back, I pick up wherever I left off and okay. I go for another week or two. So you can about do about a hundred miles every week. Yeah. Um. So I guess I've done about seven weeks worth by the time you add it all up. Wow. Yeah. We're so a third we're, of the way. Yeah, we're right inside Virginia right now. We're about a hundred miles north of the Virginia border, right next to Roanoke 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so you will it. do it in sections. You start and you will start at the yeah, at the beginning point. And you will say we're going to go this far, and then that's going to be it. And then we'll we're going to come mm-hmm. back, and you're going to and and there because there are places in and out of the trail that you can go in right. and you can start. There's trail heads, trail heads, right? They're really the remote. They're like some down some gravel road, really far in the boonies, and yeah, a lot of parks. All right, yeah. so so let's talk a little bit of logistics since these trail heads are remote. Uh-huh. How do you do it? Is it like floating oh, on the man. river? Do you have someone take you, drop you off, and pick you up at the takeout point? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you don't park your car and leave it for a week. So the way Sometimes. The way we do it is uh, – so like I said, it's about 200 miles every – because I go two weeks every year. So yeah. I I guess about where we're going to end up. It's about 100 miles on the first week. So I, I park about 100 miles north of where we got off last time. And then there's shuttle drivers all over – a lot of areas, especially if it's a, a popular area. Mm-hmm. So we stopped off at what's called Dragon's Tooth, and that's a, and it's also near McAfee Knob. And that's kind of a popular place. It's a very scenic area. And so we, 
We got off there last time. A really good friend of Pam's lives near there. Pam's friend picked us up, and she dropped us off where we parked our car about 100 miles prior. And that works out really well. When I get to the trail, I will park my car about 100 miles up. We'll hike up to my car. I've got my uh, resupply of like maybe food, maybe some medical equipment. or Sure. And then we'll hike up another 100 miles, and then we'll have somebody shuttle us back down. Back to the car. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. It like, is a little bit like a float trip. Like a float trip. Aspect. you got to you get, get logistics for putting in and putting right. out. Yeah, or, you got to get back uh, to where yeah. you were. Yeah. Yeah. They call it lashing. It's okay. a long-ass section hiker. And it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a I tell you what, I mean, God bless you. Those know, I can already, hikers. I can already tell there is a language all its own of this, yeah, uh, this hobby. Yeah. You got to learn all the verbiage and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you get yeah. a hiker name. You get a you get your hiking name. That's um, the thing. I've gone by pull tight for the majority of my my hiking time. Uh, Pam's is moonshine. Hers is a lot more interesting than mine. So you, uh, are, you earn your hiker name somehow. Like someone will give it to you on the trail for I whatever can, I can see Inlo and I's being moonshine. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how. How yeah. did you come about the your? Yeah, uh, it's not a moniker. Yeah. So um, when I went on my first hike with David, it was our first night, and so we'd hiked. Oh, I don't know, six miles or so, and it was about to storm, and we were kind of at the top of this mountain, which is not where you really want to be when a storm is going to happen. But oh. there was not a lot of time to um, go down or whatever, so we set up our our tent really quick, and there was a shelter kind of close by, but it was full of Boy Scouts. I mean, full of Boy Scouts. So there was no room there for us. Anyway, so it was just about to storm. We finally get our tent up and everything's cool. The Boy Scouts are over in their shelter and we're at our tent, which is just sort of in the woods right off the trail. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go pee before, you know, the storm happens because I don't know how long I'm going to be stuck in the tent. And so I'm peeing with my back towards the trail and all the Boy Scouts, why, I don't know, decided to do an outing. Uh, at this time <laughs> down the trail with their really good flashlights. They were worried oh, about, God. they were worried about you. <laughs> they so, were just worried about you. They were just being good scouts. They all spotlighted me <laughs> with oh, their God. really good flashlights and they didn't stop. That's the best and, view they've had all their entire right. trip. I well, Sam so Moore, that pretty much badge. explains that name. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around sort of, I'm like, really? Guys, come on, stop it. And they're just like, oh, wow. This is, well, they're this Boy is Scouts. Great. That's a, yeah. Yeah. I wish I got that kind of view when I was a scout. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. That's how I got Most, my name, Moonshine. Right. Moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the moniker. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That is good. What are some of the interesting characters or animals or things that you've met or seen along the trail? We've seen some bears and Oh, and chipmunks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. The The first time we ever saw a bear was uh, in a canoe. It was a kayak, actually. It was a yeah. kayak. Um, Pam had uh, kind of injured herself, and so we were we were doing a blue, uh, aqua blaze. Uh, it's counted as official miles, but we're side we're, – like, we're going off to the side of the AT. This lake is – um, right next to it the entire uh-huh. time. So, yeah. uh, we get, uh, we were able to get into a kayak and 
we were paddling to the other end of this lake, which is about um, about seven or eight miles, and we saw a mother and two cubs, right, just drinking on the side of the lake. Uh, that was the first time that out of maybe at the time it was like five hundred miles. That was the first time that I'd ever seen a bear on this entire thing. I think it's because we talked too much. I think it's, yeah, yeah, there oh, are wow. black bear uh, along the Appalachian Trail and. Um, black bear, as we're told by all local people, are like um, big raccoons. You know, yeah. they're not yeah. scary. They're not going to hurt you. Um, but you don't want to see cubs unless you come no. up on a mother with a couple of cubs. No, right. and I don't ever want to see one. Really, I really was like, oh my gosh, bears! This is scary. I don't want to do it. Um, so I was glad to see one from a canoe. Yeah, you know, I paddled was- right up to him. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I was trying to get a picture of him. I was getting yeah. my phone out, yeah. and yeah. then. Um, I, as I was looking for my phone, I, and I kind of looked down, and then at the corner of my eye, I saw something black, and, and I, I kind of, I, I just, I, I about shit myself. <laughs> I thought that the mother bear had swam up to us or something, and it was actually Pam's paddle. But uh, yeah, and I, so I got some pictures of him, but that was as close as I ever got. It's probably from maybe twenty yards away. That's yeah. about as close That's as I could close. get. I think yeah. through hikers are are more likely to see bear than we. Than we are because most through hikers um, are probably on their own, yeah. you know, and yeah. so we are talking to each other most of the time when we're hiking. So a bear can hear us a mile away and yeah. probably and again, is gone. Again, Bobby Vaughn's through hikers are they they start and they go all the way to the They're end. They're attempting now, to finish the entire yeah. time. Now, guys, that takes what about and I, on average three four months. A little bit north of that. Uh, usually a, a really good fast guy will, he'll get it done in three months. I think the record is for, uh, an assisted runner, like a ultra marathoner, and they'll do about five, 50 or 60 miles a day and, and they'll stop. They'll have a van right, right there for him. And I think the fastest time is maybe about a month. That's crazy. Yeah, but, but from Georgia, that's to like Maine. someone who's racing. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole other. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, why would you? Well, that's think no of, think of the me. beauty and stuff that you would miss going about. fast yeah, like that. Yeah, it seems to take away from the enjoyment of the whole. It's thing. a different kind of experience, right. and, and I mean, God bless them for doing that kind of different kind of endurance thing. But that's just not what we're right. doing it for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, we get a lot of that being together. Yeah, we're definitely not built for speed. We're there for each other. We're there for. Um, just to be around in the scenery, we, sure. we can uh, minimize ourselves when you when you're carrying everything that you're going to need for a week or or maybe even two weeks. Uh, that's that's and an I, achievement. That's what I want to talk about next. So our bon vivants that might want to do this, let's start talking about equipment. Uh, well, I guess it, a lot of it depends on on the time of year that you go mm-hmm. too. Yes, because I can I can tell you the Appalachian Mountains can get pretty damn hot. Well, yeah. I mean, they can get warm, but they cold. can get really cold. Before before you give an answer, I want to throw one thing out here, Brad, and, and we need to do this because, you know, if you're going to research any kind of trip like this, I'm sure, you know, we've got the Internet, we've got things like that, but you can find all sorts of information like this at your local library. That's right. You can. And, you know, our one of our sponsors of the show is the Missouri River Regional Library right here in Jefferson City. But wherever you bond vivants are, the library is a great source of information for travel, all this kind of stuff, books, CDs, videos, Internet access at your local library with a library card. So don't forget, if you're trying to research a trip, something you want to do, equipment you might need, look at your local library and uh, 
thanks to Missouri River Regional Library for, for uh, being a sponsor. The show. So that's right. Remember that. Not that's just right. not just a building full of old books anymore. Not just old books anymore. Not just old books. All right. That's Definitely right. don't want to get your uh, your information from a salesman. You know they're they're gonna good make, point. They're gonna yeah. make sure that you walk out of there don't with about eighty pounds of crap that you and, want to use. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm well, sure. Yeah. But what what time of the year would you recommend then? Well, if you go northbound. Like if you're gonna go from if you're gonna start in Georgia, yeah, I would recommend about May, late May. Okay, um, that's where it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Uh, if you go up in March, you're gonna have to make sure that you're gonna be wearing a lot of heavier gear. Okay, and your pack's gonna be heavier because especially at night. I mean, during the daytime, you're not gonna have to wear a whole lot because you're you're creating your own heat. Right, but when you're still and stagnant, and you're trying to sleep at night, you're you're going to be cold, and any kind of insulation is going to be heavier. I think that uh, May is probably the sweet spot, and then we kind of go around like late May. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've hiked in May. We've hiked all the way up until October. Yeah, and October's cold. I think that our earliest is May, early, maybe mid March. I think is our earliest time that. That you and I have gone together. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. That's called, and you, have altitude. you have an altitude issue too, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, you right. you bounce up and down yeah, depending on how far wrong. you go, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. The the lowest that, of elevation that we usually get into is maybe um, 3,000 feet of elevation. Uh, that's near the lower valleys where the roads are. It's still pretty high. Yeah. And uh, we probably won't see anything higher than maybe six or 7,000 now. I haven't checked the map in a while, but I'm pretty sure that's where the elevation kind of peaks at. The highest part is in the Smoky Mountains, and that was like 9,000 feet okay. to run there. When you're st- you mentioned at night when you're not moving, having to generate heat. Are there camp sites, or are you just creating your own place to yeah. stop out of the wilderness? Yes. Um, <laughs> both? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 We've well, done des- that. Describe that a little bit. There are some uh, shelters along the way. There are three walls and a roof. I mean, they're nothing. Lean-to uh, shelters. Right. Lean-tos. Lean yeah. yeah. um, usually, you know, Boy Scouts built them, or I don't know. AT clubs. AT clubs yeah. Yeah. sometimes. Um, and they do a lot of maintenance on those things, and they yeah. update it. We've seen some pretty old chats. They've kind of expired. Mm -hmm. And then there's some areas that are uh, a little more flat and maybe designated for tent camping, but Mm -hmm. we use hammocks so that we can go anywhere. Yeah, Yeah. speaking of equipment, that's that's a whole other genre. I mean, you're talking about going different seasons, and you have all, you can also look at like how you do your big three. You know, you've got your sleep set up, your shelter, and your pack. Those are your three heaviest things. Okay. The hammock is kind of the best thing for for me that I wanted to get into because my back is not meant for laying on grounds anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm just too old, <laughs> too for, old that. for that. Too old for that. Yeah. And the hammock is it gets me off the ground. It's much more comfortable. And if your if your body's tired, if you can't rest at night, then you're not going to hike well. You're not yeah. going to you're not going to be any good the next right. day. So well, and they're very yeah. portable nowadays too. They yeah. they're lightweight. They roll up into a fairly small little bag and mm-hmm. and yeah. they're pretty portable. Yeah. yeah, they're really comfy. And um, you know, I've got a couple of knee injuries that. Uh, you know, when I'm hiking the trail and we're not through hikers. So just by the end of the first week, 
we finally have our trail legs and we start feeling good. And then we have one week of feeling like, oh, yeah, this is good. You know, yeah. so yeah. Um, having your feet elevated at the end of the day is pretty good when you have been working at your desk job for a while. And then, oh, wait, you just hiked 100 miles in a week. Yeah. Uh, having your so let's feet talk, up let's talk good. about that, Pam. Let's talk about calorie intake and calorie yeah. burn because you're, you're burning a lot of calories. If mm-hmm. you're walking all day long, I yeah. can guarantee you're burning yeah. what? 10,000? Mm. Nine, I ten, would, nine, I, ten thousand calories. You I can think, eat in everything. Yeah. We, we <laughs> I don't really pay a lot of attention about like, uh, I don't watch my weight that much as far as like, uh, I don't want it. I think I burn probably 3,000. Three or four thousand. I'll probably burn about three or four thousand. I walk at the Katy Trail, and I can do if I do five or six miles over there. That's burning about a thousand calories. Yeah. So take that into consideration, and that's about an hour and a half. So if you're and it's flat. if you're going, yeah, yeah, it's flat yeah. and not carrying a backpack and not right. carrying a yeah. backpack. So yeah. if you're going seven or eight hours and you're going in elevation, you're you're probably burning around eight to ten thousand calories a day. I usually lose about maybe five or ten pounds sometimes. Oh, I would, you know, yeah. I would, I'd and, be surprised if it was that yeah. if it was and that I, little actually. Yeah. But we, we but you've got to replace those and hydration. Mm-hmm. Hydration is a yeah. Big I doubt there's little. I doubt that you've got a a water <laughs> well fire. that. That's going to be my that's another, next question. That's, that's the are, there, are there water sources along the way, or do you have, you have to carry everything yourself? There's water. There's okay. there's a lot of water okay. in the mountains. It's It gives, it it gives you what rain. you need for the most part. Yeah, yeah I if mean, it's raining, yeah, we'll probably, we'll probably find a water source. I mean, I think the furthest I've ever waded for water is maybe three or four or five miles. I think there are some dry spots, but if it's a dry season, especially, then, you know, we'll wait a while. We'll wait, a, you know, wait by hiking. We'll be hiking up to the next water source, and they're just kind of flowing across the stream. And they're actually marked on um, on the app. It's uh, I start, it's called Gut Hooks, but uh, to the newer people that get it, it's called Far Out. It got bought out, but you can tell if it's an OG hiker if they call it Far if they call it Gut Hooks. <laughs> so I'm kind of showing them my. My hiker cred, my hiker street cred out there. <laughs> street cred, yeah. Your trail cred, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, my chops here. So um, I've got an app. It shows me about how far away my next water source is going to be. But you don't want to carry water if, right. it's, if you don't have to, right. because that's just it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. Water is heavy. Yeah. yeah. I'll and never you, forget one year. Uh, I went to camp one year, and we had a a, a group hike, and uh, back then they had a lot of army surplus stuff that they let us use in the campground and. One of them was a water bag because you had to carry your own water in and out. And I w- I've always been kind of a stocky, sturdily built kid, and I got to carry the water bag. And it was <laughs> the heaviest thing. Yeah. It was about 80 pounds of water that we had to carry oh. in and out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. meant for the kids to carry. Not oh, my gosh. And that's it, not for us. And no. it moves around. Yeah, and it was sloshing around, throwing you all around. Yeah. It doesn't feel very good. Our total around. pack weight is about 20, 22 pounds. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With ev- all, everything, you know, our I really sleeping watch gear, our equipment. clothes, yeah. food. That's so not bad at all. Equipment's, yeah. It, yeah, I really watch my ounces. So food-wise, what kind of, what do you do? Protein, bars? Food hate granola. Oh, we man. so much hate granola. I don't want any other. <laughs> she I, hates it until it's time to start. I mean, yeah, you, you have to do it. You got to do it. You know, but hiker hunger takes over. There's just no good granola bar after you've had all of them for a yeah. week or two at a time, and you're like, Ugh. what about MREs? No, no. no. Uh, Mountain House makes a really good 
uh, sealed, uh, um, freeze dried, freeze dried, right? Freeze dried pack. I've got a gas stove with a with a container at the bottom. Yeah, I've got some sort of fire starter, and uh, I can put a pot of water on top of that, heat that up, and it probably boils in about a couple minutes. And I rip open that mountain house, pour it in there, bon appetit. Yeah, we've got some long titanium spoons that that kind of go in there, and uh, my only dishes are. Or the spoons, <laughs> yeah. you know. Okay, one of the most important things, though, your shoes. What do you put on your feet? Because your feet, pretty important. One bad blister, I know. Uh-huh. Well, really? <laughs> Seriously? I, can't yeah. I love these shoes. <laughs> these are ultra lone peaks. I think these are the fives. Right. So commercial yeah. time. What is right. it? Ultra so- lone peaks. These are the 5.0s. I think I've got the 3.0s with me somewhere. Uh, Say it again. Ultra, ultra, ultra. Lone Lone Peak is the the brand. Lone Peak, okay. And Ultras are is the manufacturer. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're they're, really wide. That's one thing that you don't see with with other you know sort of tennis shoe looking shoes. I mean, those really let your your toes spread out. Yeah. So you're you're getting good grip. They've got good um, tread. Yeah, I love. It's not a hiking boot. Nobody wears hiking boots. If you saw a hiking boot, really? Oh yeah, they're too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best thing about them is the is the toe box, like Pam said. Yeah, but the 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 weight of them is a lot lighter than those big ones that come away over the heel. I've seen guys hike in flip flops. Yeah, no. they're, they're like twenty years old. No, and, and stupid. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah. but I mean, you you bust one toe, you're you know you're miserable and done. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that's why you see a lot of guys get. They call them the Virginia Blues. Most guys don't wait, don't last. When they go north, they don't last longer than Virginia. Well, yeah, one of the things marathoners hate is as the worst thing that can happen. If you ask a marathoner what's the worst thing that can happen, they say, "I get what they call an immediate blister." Yeah, and it just it almost puts you out. Yeah. You, you know, there's all kinds of bad stuff that happens to you physiologically mm. when you when you run a marathon. Yeah. But one of the things they said is the worst is somebody brought up to me one time they said if you rub your wrist and j- with your finger and just rub it like that for two straight hours it's going to start to really hurt. Mm. That's exactly what happens in your in your shoes. Yeah. And when you're and you're and even yeah. to a you you're pounding it and they said man you get one one blister and well, it, it can take you down. That's why in the military they're always so anal about your about feet, your feet yeah. taking care of your feet and yeah. ar- you know an army moves on its feet and mm-hmm. especially infantry and yeah. you know at least back in the day it may not be the mm-hmm. case now but I would almost argue that the most important thing that you put on your foot is your sock. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. You know, it's, the shoe's great. But if you're not wearing wool, uh, wool socks then you're really just Set yourself up for a hard time. So I know that our bon vivants are going to want to know this, but how many miles do they have the porta pots set up for you? Um, Wait a minute, we've already gone through second. the full the uh, moonshine story. I think that's well, been answered, that, hasn't that it? Was kind of it was kind of answered. Uh, every of. foot is another bathroom, <laughs> but uh, but I take it you every have tree. some responsibilities yeah, every tree, every for bush. your own. Uh, yeah, there I mean, have maybe been five. Uh, potties and they're so gross yeah. they're so gross like just go nature. find your tree i mean when nature thing. calls you know you're in nature so yes. there it is mm-hmm. so all right i'm, I'm all gonna right. and i'm gonna assume um the a at is like similar trails everything you carry in you have to carry out yeah. right yeah, yeah i mean you, and that's kind of where i was leave going no yeah. trace. Leave no trace so. yeah, yeah. 
Very cool. We asked you before we went on air about some some fun stories. So, what are some of your advent some fun adventure stories? Either we heard about squirrels. Tell mm-hmm. us something about that, or something fun that's happened, or or uh, maybe a near ima- crisis or something and like I that. I can imagine you can you run into people on the trail that are there's some weirdos more than in- <laughs> oh I know yeah. more than interesting yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's, we've, we've met a lot of interesting characters. I remember one time when we were at a, we had just kind of gotten into like a row clearing and there was some younger guys and they were just kind of lounging around. There's like a parking lot sometimes and there was this guy who's kind of lounging down, lounge down there. And sometimes there's trail magic at these areas too. And there was a cooler and had some sodas and some snacks and stuff like that. And so we thought we'd partake of some of the, of this trail magic. So we sat down, take a so rest. It's different snacks. But Not he had he had some bar. he yeah. had some special snacks that <laughs> that guy did yeah yeah some special trail magic and, yeah yeah and, yeah this like twenty year old guy who's you know just crazy and he's rolling the joint just right there on the road and you're like oh okay this is you don't see that right anywhere um, and these old guys sort of showed up at the parking. I guess maybe they were doing the trail magic and yeah. this really cool 20 year old is like, Hey, you old salt dogs and you want a disco cigarette? And I was like, a, a disco cigarette. What? Never heard right. it referred to as that before. Right. Like what? <laughs> you would never experienced that. You have some disco cigarettes. Yeah, that's a new yeah. one. That's and, a new one. But you do find a lot of disco cigarettes. You may see more and more of that as it becomes uh, yeah. legal everywhere yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it's out there. The demographic sure. of of a hiker is like twenty something. Yeah. Not the norm. So yeah, I think that they have a lot more freedom. I think you know, like I've got a full time job. I can't, I can't uh, just you know kick away six months of my life and 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 they're expecting them. Oh yeah, and they're invincible and they're never going to die. Right, Right. you know they can do whatever. Yeah, like like we were once. Yes, Pam's Pam's got a story about a her shoe one time. We were actually using a tent. Yeah, one of our first hikes. Yeah. I had my shoes outside of the of the tent for the night and we got up in the morning and it was cold and you know we're sort of making our breakfast outside the tent but still so we can stay in and kind of stay warm and we were finished with breakfast getting ready to pack up and go and I grabbed my shoe and I put my shoe on and there's something in there and I'm like oh, oh no oh and this really cute little Chipmunk has spent all night long loading up my shoe with uh, acorns. Yeah, we still got those acorns. Totally loaded with my shoe with acorns. And I have a really big foot. And so he thought he found a nice place to stash them. He did. He did. And I was such a jerk. I took them because I thought it was my gift, you know. That was his rations for the entire winter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Starving with his. Poor little children. Yeah. Poor little Timmy squirrel. Stop. No, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. That's, that's one smart ass. Let me tell you, he's smart. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, hey, I found a warm, warm place. Here. This is good. Yeah, yeah, he worked so hard on that. Let's now put, I some, have a... put some dinner in here. And then no this kidding. woman came and, <laughs> and took <laughs> it away. Walked off with his refrigerator. Yeah, no kidding. Let's talk about ponies. Oh, yeah. Right around the Grayson Highlands, my marker, four hundred or so. Uh, the Grayson Highlands is a dedi- is a park that's been uh, they brought in ponies into this park. It's uh, they're fenced off areas, and the ponies kind of help maintain the trail. 
They uh-huh. they keep the weeds down, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. The, they're wild ponies. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah, but you can walk right up to them. There's some of them that have been just so not really domesticated, but they're just used to people. Yeah, and they'll come right up to you and they'll lick the salt off your skin. I've got a couple of great pictures <laughs> of of Pam getting her uh, saliva magic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The magical pony. Because I mean, there's nothing else that makes her feel better than getting cleaned off by a pony. Yeah, they're so cool. <laughs> they're they're beautiful. They're they're hundreds of them and they're wild and they all have their little families and so you're just hiking through these beautiful um, mountainous areas with wild ponies around. I mean... Yeah, you never see more than maybe five, maybe 20 at the most. You know, sometimes you'll just see, well, maybe it's only say one, but there's about, there's two shelters in that area and there's a good chance that you might wake up with with a pony licking on you. So, huh. Yeah, checking wow. what's in your bag. Yeah, I remember yeah. the first day that I went into uh, the Smokies. There was this chipmunk that was terrorizing me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're he usually was, not mean. He was he was like an Al Qaeda chipmunk or something. <laughs> or something. I would walk up, I walked up to the very top of uh, this mountain, and and it's hard, you know. You're when sometimes when you're trying to get up a really steep mountain, you're just kind of head down. You're just pushing through as hard as you can and i finally got up near the top and all of a sudden this leaf explosion does you know and this chipmunk just starts screaming at me and he just bolts down the trail a little bit and i can see where he went but he scared the crap out of me i walked a little bit further and again that chipmunk just explodes like all of us like i freaked it out i'm like you leave me alone <laughs> damn thing you know some of them chipmunk you, you were- you were just visiting. He lives there. Right. I'm yeah. in his neighborhood, so I'm trying to give him space. And I'm like – so I'm using my trekking pole, and I'm like trying to like beat the side of the trail. Like, you know, I'm coming. You, you yeah. can see you. You yeah. see me. Let's yeah. walk – work this out. Sidetracked him, and I went a long way around. So he finally got behind me. But we haven't seen any snakes or anything like that, but thank God. But I was going to say, that's, snakes would that's be kind the of thing that would, I think would be the uh, most prevalent well, thing that you would run into. I should say rattlesnakes. I, we have seen plenty. Lots of different people. Yeah, we've seen black lots snakes of black snakes. And, yeah, yeah. There's, some of them are like four, five feet long. We saw a couple of them that were fornicating together. <laughs> right in like, the middle of the trail. Like yeah. we needed to give them some privacy. And I was like, <laughs> at that time, I think we were actually on our way down to a hostel. And I'm like, the hostel was going to close. I think that they actually served food there at the hostel and they were making the food for us, but we had to get there in like 20 minutes. And these to two. To get the shuttle, yeah. Uh, and there was these, these two snakes that were just having a good old time together, but I'm like, come on guys, wrap it up. We've got to get down this trail. <laughs> so, I've got a hot meal waiting for me right wrap now. Wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah. Sometimes on, the trail, you know, is, is, is wide and, you know, you've got, you could come off the trail a little bit to go around or whatever. And then other times it's on a really steep mountainside and there isn't anywhere to go left or there isn't anywhere to go right. Um, the deer that almost, uh, no, yeah. Yeah. I think we, we have, we were having a, just a lunch break, which is basically just the protein bar or something like that. And we were sitting on a steep side. So we actually had our feet just sitting hanging over the side of the trail. I heard uh, bear hunting season yeah and we had been hearing the dogs barking uh i don't think that they were gonna uh they weren't shooting them but they were letting their dogs run and they were letting them tree right those bears or whatever and uh we'd been listening to the the dogs barking and running around i guess chasing bears and uh we're, we're kind of glad that the the dogs were out there because they were kind of keeping the 
the bears not yeah. not looking Occupied. for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 The bears weren't worried about me; they were worried about the dog. So that's fine. All of a sudden, I heard Pam just scream, and she jumped up on her feet. And when you're hiking, you don't jump. <laughs> I mean, you don't right, move you're very tired. fast. You you've got the hiker waddle. You know, you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I heard. I see her jump up, and and there's probably a. The biggest buck I've ever seen, probably 12, 14 points, and he was bolting right up the side of the mountain. At me. Yeah. And, and I wow. and I grabbed my poles, and, and I just started clanging them together. And, like, you know, I'm screaming at him, like, go somewhere else. And he saw us, went just like, you know, a few feet past us. And, I mean, he's coming straight towards us. He's, he is being chased. And he comes right up between me and her. He kind of makes a U-turn and goes down the other side of the trail. And about five seconds later, there's this old coon hound that's barking and <laughs> sniffing and barking and sniffing. And you could hear his nose going at yeah. it. And I'm like, dude, you're not even on the right species. I was going to say, <laughs> his, his owner won't be happy with that. They're not you supposed know, to chase deer. No, so he, what he the had deer. it all wrong. Yeah, he, he was doing real good. But as yeah. far as like tracking, I mean, he, I could tell that he knew exactly where that deer went. Yeah. But he didn't know the difference between a deer and a bear. So. Anyway, when we got to the bottom of that, when we got to the bottom of that mountain, there was there was these gold guys and an old pickup truck, and it looked like it had a bunch of dog boxes on it. And we told them, like, uh, I think your dog's lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think he's he doesn't he doesn't know what a bear looks like. That's mm-hmm. funny. Well, well, this has been uh, great. You can probably tell stories all day long, this but good. We, mm-hmm. we need to probably move on to the third section of the show and we're kind of looking forward to this one. Yeah, this will be good. This will be uh, fun. Three top picks. And uh, three top picks category for this show is three top movies that inspired you to travel. And, if you see uh, the movie, you want to go there. That's right. Well, or you want to go anywhere for that matter. Because well, uh, yeah, one true. of mine is not specific on a location. But So here's what we do. We'll let you guys go first, and we'll just go around the table one at a time. We'll make three rounds. And uh, this, again, doesn't have to be – Rated number one. This, these are your choices and why they're your choices for the three top movies that inspired you to want to travel. Okay. Let's say Into the Wild uh, was okay. one that I really enjoyed. Um, that is a story about a college student who just didn't want to go the path that he felt that he was supposed to by society or by his parents, you know, to go to college and uh, get the right job and marry the right person. And he ended up just sort of ditching his car and yeah. all his cash and he went off to Alaska. Yeah. And Based uh, on a true story, right? Yeah. 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 So. No, uh, no spoiler alerts. Not not a happy ending. No. But uh, no. very interesting movie. Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. Well, I, I, he I lived guess, the life that he wanted. I guess so. Like From that yeah. standpoint, yes. Mm-hmm. Um well produced, well acted, really yeah. good movie. Into yeah. the wild, yeah. Yeah, you can't take mine. That was one of mine. That's all right. We, oh, we, we, we do double, we all, double the time. all the time. <laughs> Keith right. and I don't I knew, talk. I, I knew that she was going to. Keith take and I don't talk about ours. I figured somebody so. would have that one. So it doesn't I knew surprise she was, me. I knew we'd have some overlap. All right. So yeah. what? What's yours, David? I don't really have a good movie, but what's, uh, it's called Walk in the Woods. But uh, yeah, yeah. I Robert get, Redford and um, Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie. I I would give it about. Out of out of ten, I'd probably say it's accurate. Maybe five out of ten. Uh, yeah, I, it, like it. I don't think that I don't think the bear like the way that they show the bears in that. I'm like, bears are not going to come at you like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had bears. I think I've had a bear come into our our nearby camp area when we're sleeping. When we're sleeping, and they're just looking around for it's whatever, whatever, whatever snack you yeah. left over. Yeah. Yeah. I, as far as realism goes, and 
I mean, like we were talking about earlier, like preparing for it. So, well, movies have a tendency minimal, to do that. They, yeah, uh, it looks they're real heavy. I feel sorry for those guys if that's what they actually did. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. that's a lot more than what you're. I mean, that's you know, yeah. yeah. Well, my first one is a little outside the norm. It's the uh, and it was and it's more than one movie. It's a series of movies, and it's the 007 James Bond series. Mm. And as a kid, when I was watching these movies, because it, he travels in all these exotic yeah. locations in Europe and Asia and all over the world with these spy adventures. And so I just – it really intrigued me that, you know, I'd like to go see these places someday. Mm. And sometimes the storylines were even uh, written around a location or something like that. So yeah. so the Bond series uh, – and did we double on that, Bradley? Looks like it. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, well, why, why did you have it on there? Well, me too, because I've always thought that the Bond the Bond movies were almost travelogues into themselves yeah. and the, the yeah. places that yeah. they did. So, shall I shall I pontificate just well, a if, little bit? If you Cause, must, because here's some of the places. <laughs> okay, London world is enough, right. and, and several of the places, several times that they they were in London because you know well, that's where that's the home base is where the home base is Scotland Skyfall they a lot of the Scottish uh, Highlands they've uh, filmed Italy Casino Royale yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of them France of course Diamonds Are Forever there's all kinds of Bond movies in France Istanbul Turkey you know from yeah. Russia to Love Egypt that great that great Thing with uh, the Luxor and sure. everything and Jaws and that was yeah. incredible scene. Uh, Japan, you know, you only live twice. You've got the the little mountain and the, it was great. The Bahamas, they used a lot. I know, I know. It was a lot of them. Fact, New I, Orleans. I've been to Doctor's Cave Beach. Oh, have you? That was in Jamaica. Yeah, that was in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, New Orleans, live and let die. You know, they yeah. got a jazz funeral yeah. right there in the beginning. Um, India, Octopussy, you've got – and Thailand is one of the best ones yeah. where you've got those great big things that come out of the water and they've got the beach uh, for um, Man with the Golden Gun. Right. That was gorgeous. Like I said, they travel all over the world for yeah. those movies. I had so. that one too. That yeah. was that was El actually Camino, my, well, my The El Camino one. Trail in Europe is – that's pretty beautiful. If you want to see the countryside, the El Camino Trail is pretty good. It's yeah. a very – it's probably one of the older trails and it's it's a different kind of lifestyle – for those, I mean, they've got established places. You don't sure, really, sure. You don't really just kind of little villages and stuff along the way. Right? Right. Right. Age is so good. All right, it's Cheryl's turn. All right, number two. Uh, so when yeah. you're talking about James Bond, and you're right, there are some really good locations. So there was a TV show that I watched several years ago uh, that I think Ricky Gervais produced called "An Idiot Abroad." Oh yeah, have oh, you yeah. seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he sends his I've heard really it, uh, grumpy friend <laughs> Carl. Carl to all these exotic places. Um, and Carl's just a really simple British guy and he really doesn't like traveling. He really doesn't <laughs> like people. And Ricky Gervais is, is the worst who he traveling is. person. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, he sends Carl all over the place and he sent him to, um, see the pyramids, you know, and Carl's there Hilarious. and he's like, okay, um, they're pyramids. Cool. They're big. Yeah. And then he, he's like, <laughs> tells the cameraman, can you just turn around and the, the camera pans like kind of off into the 
to the nothingness and there's all this trash flying around. And he's like, that's what you're missing. You know, you think you're looking at the pyramids and that's really cool. But the reality is there's like a trash dump right behind the place. Um, and so I just thought it was kind of funny. You know, it's a different, it's a different spin on a travel show yeah, and it doesn't necessarily funny. make you want to go there, but. I don't know. I I'm gonna have to look that, that up. I yeah, it's I, really I funny. I've it's I've really seen some episodes of that. It's it is pretty funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. is pretty funny. All right, David, should you, did she you take yours? No. Okay, she was right. But I'm glad that she. I'm glad she said that. that uh, I've like Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, just getting out there, you know, yeah. like he's he's got everything that he wants with him, and he's. Got no business being out there. I mean, he just learns everything when he right. that he learned. He oh yeah, he's a greenhorn. He mm-hmm. Yeah, he walks out there. He's, he knows nothing. Yeah, and everything he learns, he's getting out there. And I think that that's what it's what it really kind of takes for a, for uh, an AT hiker is yeah. just it, you're going to prepare. You're and you know you can do the research and you can get a good idea, but you're not going to know what you're what you're going to want when you get out there. I yeah. think that you're going to find what everybody else. Uh, really likes when they get out there, but uh, everybody walks out there with about 40 pounds on their first day. And then about 10 pounds later, they're going to say, I don't really need this. Yeah. And yeah. probably somebody, and you can leave it in a hiker box at, at, uh, at the next, you know, at hostel the next stop or a yeah. hostel. There's a hostel somewhere that they've yeah. got a hiker box and you can leave whatever surplus of stuff that you don't want to carry around with you anymore. The cool thing about that movie was, I mean, you think about, first of all, the time it was set, you know, post exactly. uh, civil war and yeah. mm-hmm. that was truly, it's still truly wilderness out there. Some of that stuff is still untouched. How they would encounter other humans just per chance once in a while, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. even he comes across the, yeah. the guy who's frozen with the, with yeah. the, you know, the Hawkins rifle. With the, and, with the rifle stuck and, to his uh, Yeah. And then, yeah. and, 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 and the, the native Americans are, I think that some of that was even in Canadian territory up there, but, uh, yeah. And um, he met the, uh, that, that one, uh, that other guy, like yeah, what the, president is it or something like, yeah, he was he's been out there so long. He didn't know what year it was or yeah. Yeah. So, very good movie. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Yeah. That that's a good, good one. That's a good one. My second one is out of Africa. And not just because, um, it was Africa, a great story, stuff like that, but it was the cinematography in that movie that mm-hmm. got me the, the aerial flights going over the, uh, the planes and, you know, the, the, the lakes with the huge flocks of birds and the huge herds of animals and things like that. And, uh, I just thought it was gorgeous the way mm-hmm. it was depicted on film. So that was that was my number two. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two is the greatest thing to ever happen to Salzburg, Aust- Austria, which which was the sound of music. Sound of music. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. Yeah. It it became an industry. It's. I mean, you can take the sound of music tour yes. when you're in Salzburg. Yeah. It has been true. I'm not kidding. It was a, a great economic boom oh, no to uh, to Salzburg. And I've always told Brenda, I said, I don't care how tacky touristy it is. If we go over there, I'm going. Oh yeah, I want to yeah. see those. You I want to see some of those places. I want to see the gardens, and I want to see some of those places because it is truly one of the most beloved musicals of all time. And well, the, and again, the cinematography and, and the that cinematography was, gorgeous. was fantastic. I mean, it made it it made everything look so beautiful. You, it's, the Alps when you and, yeah. when you get through with one of those movies, Keith, and you go, "Where was that? Yeah, I want to go. I want to go there. Yeah. If yeah. you just say, "I want to go there," that's kind of what this whole uh, you know, top three is sort of about. You bet. Is, you know, you I want to go to those places. So, yep. yeah. All right, last pick. Hmm. Maybe uh, eat, pray, love. 
Oh, that's okay. a good one. Good one. I, I liked that. I, I I think Julia Roberts played part yes, in the movie. She did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a pretty cool story. Uh, you know, she was having some whatever life challenges, and so she sort of made this pilgrimage to Italy, and then was it India? And then Bali, where she ended up. And so, you know, she learned to eat. Well, there was, there were, I think there were food experiences all along the way. There were, there were. But I think, you know, from where she was coming from as an American woman, you know, she was always worried about her, her figure and she never really enjoyed food. And so she went to Italy and she's like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to eat the pasta and enjoy it and get over it. And then, um, Good attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just enjoy your trip. Enjoy your journey, whatever you're doing. No doubt. Yep. No doubt. Good one. That's a good yeah, one. That is a good one. It's a good movie, too. And it's a great book, I think. Yeah. The, I read the book first, yeah. um, which I really enjoyed. Well, um, I really liked Wild. Oh, Cheryl Strait. Mm, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah, but the the lady was again the based, based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a true story. Now, she, was that the Pacific Crest? That was the PCT. Okay, yeah. Yeah. where the real bears are. Yeah, those are the ones that you really gotta you yeah. gotta work out for. The, I mean, there's uh, yeah when grizzlies. Yeah, when, when she was yeah. dealing with a lot of her struggles, that's what I think. I feel like that was probably the best representation as far as hiking goes. Yeah, is is what her experience was because. You're, she was chucking out her boots. I mean, those things were those those were the heavier type of boots too. But and she was dealing with all the struggles of, of being out on your own. Yeah, yeah, like she it, had feet. Yeah, she's yeah. had some feet issues on that thing but, too. That she yeah, the the blisters are one side of it, but it's a mental game when you're out there on your own and you're dealing with your own thoughts, telling you, you know, you have to you have to take authority over your own thoughts. You know, when you have to tell yourself that you can do something and you can get up and you can do it another day. Yeah. Like they tell you, never quit on a bad day. You know, yeah, never yeah. quit on a bad day because there's going to be there are, there's a lot of them that are going to be somewhat of a bad day. You know, it rains seems like every day when you're out there. Yeah, you know, some you know it when you're soaking wet. I think one time we had a problem with our tarp and underneath our hammocks, and it was leaking into our our hammocks, and we were getting soaked, and and I was just like everything was just going wrong. Yeah. And we had to make a strategic evacuation. We had a, that next morning, I told her, like, we're just going to have to go back about three miles to the next road where there was a hostel and, and we had to go dry out. Dry out. Dry yeah, out. Yeah. And, you know, there's and, one thing worse than being cold and that's being cold and wet. Cold and wet, both. Yeah. 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 What was the movie Remnant? Revenant. Oh, yeah, Revenant. Yeah. Revenant. Revenant. With that uh, has, Leonardo. Leonardo. That yeah. has the scariest bear scene maybe ever. Which yeah. is, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the remake of Man in the Wilderness, the old Richard Harris movie, same type thing. He's abandoned by yes. the traveling party, gets attacked by a bear, yep. and survives. Yeah. The other thing I was going to, um, Pam, when you mentioned um, Eat, Pray, Love, I, I thought you at first were going to go for um, The Hundred Step Journey mm-hmm. with Helen Mirren. It's it's a foodie movie, first of all, but it's in India, and it's, it's uh-huh. all about these two rival restaurants and how they eventually – I won't give anything away, but again, foreign setting, yeah. culture, gorgeous movie. Movies in India, they have the color in some of those movies yeah. with their yeah. native dress and, and their culture and stuff. Just those vibrant colors are just gorgeous. Okay. Good choice. That I, I almost picked that one too. So, cause that was a good movie. 
Yeah, there's uh, wild and into the wild. Yeah, and, I know. And I <laughs> often get them confused. But yeah. 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 My, my third and last one is really not a travel movie at all, but it inspired me on how I approached travel, and uh, that is the bucket list. You know, the, the situation, this guy is trying to get stuff done before he dies, and it's like it hit me that I've got all these places I want to go. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Yeah, you need to. Go. You need to go. You just need to go. do it. And yeah. and I think my wife and I have really sort of changed our attitude about doing stuff that we've always talked about doing. Yeah. Instead of just not, we're not going to wait. We're going to try and do it as much as we can uh, while we're able and and while we're able to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we do travel some, and I often see people older than ourselves who may be past the point of being able to enjoy it to its fullest because they're not capable of doing mm-hmm. things that they might have done when they were younger. So, Remember um, that old couple that we met one time? Well, I shouldn't say that. But they mm-hmm. were probably in their, I would say... He, careful. Less, Ca- careful. <laughs> at least 30 years older than me. How about that? I'll say 30 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And... They were because I'm way older than Pam. Like, way older, oh, like decades. <laughs> and, no, and and they were this older couple, and they were actually coming the opposite direction. They're going south, and they were just this married couple that they. She had always wanted to be a through hiker, and so she was. They were just doing it very, very slowly. They were in their seventies, and their yeah. trail names were uh, Vintage. And yeah, 57. 57. He's yeah. like, I'm a little bit spicy. Yeah. <laughs> and his name was Vintage and I can't yeah. remember the story, but they were real cute. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. They were, they were, she loved to talk to, but yeah. yeah, I think it was more of her dream to be the, the hiker, but he doesn't, he, it was just his dream just to be with her yeah. outside at the same time. Well, bucket list, I think certainly changed my approach to travel and how, how mm. we want to do as much of it as we can while we can. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, but my last one, right, my, my last one is uh, it's an old classic, Roman Holiday. If you um, if you've never been, yeah. I've always wanted yeah. to go to Rome, and they've got these great scenes, you know, where they're buzzing around on their little Vespas and, <laughs> and they've got yeah. the Colosseum and the Trevi Fountain, and, and you're just like, I want to go do. It's that. all there. You can that see looks it. Great, yeah. Rome, you know, Rome is I, cool, and and it's a good, it's a it's a funny story, and the two of them I think are are great in the movie. And yeah, there's a couple honorable honorable mentions. One's real current, Emily in Paris. Now, whether you like it or not. So that's a Netflix. Is it Netflix series? Yeah. And yeah. That's, I don't even know. And that's Netflix one that, series. Yeah. yeah, that's one that Kay Enlow and I are going to talk about in a future uh, podcast because uh, he and I are going to do a year's truly here before long, and that's going to be one I want to talk about. Okay. But that aside, they've got great cinematography of Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is just some really wonderful Parisian uh cinematography that goes on in in the city and you kind of you're like well whatever you think about the story the location is sure. good sure and the other the only other one that I was going to talk about was Mamma Mia which was oh, which was my gosh if you don't want to go to Greece <laughs> you don't want to go to the Greek if you don't want to go to the Greek that. islands after seeing Mamma Mia <laughs> there's something wrong there's with something you. wrong wow. you know and all those Greek ladies are going to come out and they're going to sing yeah. to you they're going to feed you, you know, and just the feed com- you. just the colors the color of the water those <laughs> yeah. blues those Mediterranean blues oh my gosh again yeah, that's a great your, choice whether it's your great favorite uh, film or not the setting you cannot argue with you know and, we've talked about this before Brad those movies you can tell when they're 
they're making those movies, you can tell they're having a great time. Mm. They are having so much fun, and it's got to be part of it's got to be because of the setting. Oh well, absolutely. It's just like we are out here in the sun on the water, singing and dancing, and we're having the time of our life. You know, what better place could you be? Let's screw up some takes so we yeah. can stay. <laughs> let's, take let, let's botch this take uh, oh, no, so we I can stick around films. for a while. Yeah. 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 Great, <laughs> great choice. So, Well, guys, what an interesting story you have. I mean, I think, we, first of all, we appreciate you coming on the program. Our pleasure. And, um, I think it gives everybody something to think about. You know, absolutely. I, I, uh, I hadn't really given it much thought before we heard about your your story. And, and your you don't adventure. have to go to the Appalachian Trail no, to enjoy no. the outdoors. There are, it's you know, the trail systems that we have around the United States. Wherever you bon vivants might be, go outside. Put, yeah. Put on these shoes, which evidently are, are a great thing. So and, I, I'll uh, tell you one thing. I heard on the radio this morning an interview with a guy whose goal is to hike all of the trails, the state trails in Missouri. There are 91 of them, mm. and he's well into the 40s or 50s, I think. Um, he said he wants to see a bear. That's his goal, but he wants to see it far enough away that the bear doesn't see him, but he can still take a picture. <laughs> that's there yeah, we go. I don't think and, so. Um, he said that Missouri is third or fifth in the nation as far as the number of trails that we offer for hiking. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are in the south. Yeah. Yeah. The Ozark yeah. Trail goes from St. Louis near till near Springfield. And that one it's a it's it's kind of broken up a little bit, but the yeah, it's a it's a long one. I think it's over yeah. three or four hundred miles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Katy Trail has gotten to be one of the most famous as far as bike, east to, biking, east to west, yeah. biking yeah. east to west. It goes all the way across. Oh, and then what's the uh, one they're doing? The you know, a, there's a kind of a parallel one that's going south. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of it. Here, but it's, it's another, but it's uh, another deserted rail line that right. is going to go uh, east to west. Yep. primarily yep. rails to trails. Isn't that what it is? I, I they call it could it, be. Yeah. It's yeah. the rails to trails program. So that's that. That was a great show. Great show. Great show. Thank you guys guys. for joining us. Pam, David, thank you guys so much. Hope you had fun. Thank thank you you for for having us. No problem. Tell your friends. All right, Keith. Cheers. Cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, welikethatpodcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So everybody, hey, remember the numbers. One bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too.